Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tidewad Tech, episode 13, the not Windows 8 show, recorded November 19th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. This week, we were going to bring you a uh, insightful and uh, deep uh, dive into Windows 8, and then not so much. Uh, we were going to do that last week, and then not so much. And the week before, then, yeah, maybe next week. Yes. Well, that's, uh, or maybe we should do introductions first, right? Because nobody knows who we are. Right. I don't know why we bother to do it. My name's Mark. He's Sean. Hi. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, one, I want to say, you know, we put a call out, right? We said, you know, people are asking for a Windows 8 show. We need some help because we don't know anything about Windows 8. And I actually got a decent amount of feedback. I mean, you were listening out there, and I appreciate that. Um, I want to say three different listeners have contacted me over the last couple of weeks saying, hey, I know about Windows 8. I've been using it since the pre-beta and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I'm sure I can uh, enlighten your listeners with my knowledge of Windows 8. And I said, great. Come on the show. Let's get you scheduled. And... One, I just never heard from again, right? It was like, hey, I'll do a Windows 8 show. And then, okay, great. Let's get you scheduled. And then I never heard back. I won't call out any names. Uh, that was Frank Milner of 2719 Milford Lane. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So so that was the first one. And I was like, eh, okay. You know, and I've had that happen before. So not a big deal. Um, I think sometimes people will, they'll put that out there. And I don't know if maybe they feel like maybe they'll, you know, contribute to some show notes or something. But, you know, when the thought of actually, uh, you know, being on the show uh, comes up, they, they maybe freak out or something because I've, I've had that happen several times. But uh, then the last two over the, uh, the last two weeks, each week, I've had somebody that said, uh, yeah, great, I'll come on the show. And then um, uh, the one last week, there was uh, some scheduling problems. Uh, this one was slated to come on tonight and then he had something come up uh last minute um so he didn't leave me hanging i mean he let me know that it, that he had something come up but uh, he promises that he will come on next week uh so uh, i will call him out because uh we'll we'll use that as a, some form of accountability robert uh promises he'll be on next week and uh I believe I could be wrong with this one, but the other listener is George. Uh, so maybe I can get them both on. That would be great. Uh, you know, we can have double the Windows 8 knowledge because uh, we don't have any. Yeah. And, you know, for the record, we're, we're not too mad at you. It happens. Stuff comes up. Uh, but we got to have something to uh, whine about. So um, we, we'll, we'll do a show on Windows 8 sooner rather than later it's going to happen and we may have one person we may have all three people contributing <laughs> we don't know it's, yeah it may be a windows 8 extravaganza when it finally happens <laughs> i'm pretty sure windows 8 itself is not yet in the extravaganza category yeah yeah i know that that doesn't even really work well right i mean kind of makes right. you open your mouth a little bit when you say that <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of, no, that's a terrible transition. Speaking of wonderful things that taste good, um, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Uh, this show right now is scheduled to release on Thanksgiving Day. Please don't be listening to it. Uh, please, <laughs> please, please, please be with your family and doing great stuff there. And you can listen to it tomorrow while your wife is out um, uh, Black Friday shopping. Um, but yeah, happy Thanksgiving. If you're not in the, in the U S you don't know what that means. Uh, it's a uh, national gluttony day. Um, it's, it's really the only holiday I know of that is all about the food. There are other feasts, right? Uh, in, in multi, many cultures across the world, many religious feasts, but, um, Thanksgiving is not just a feast. It is a day about the food. Nominally, it's about giving thanks, but what we have turned it into over the last hundred years it's all about the meal. One meal. The the meal of the year. And right. I, for one, am happy about that. So uh speaking of the meal, are you uh you smoking anything, Mark? 
You smoking any meat? Oh, well, that's a bit of a personal question. Uh, no, actually, my smoker is still non-functional. So, uh, really? yeah, I will be frying the turkey this year. I like fried turkey. Um, I've been, I think I've mentioned it on the show. I've, I've mentioned it to everybody I know. I have uh, one of those oilless turkey fryers that's really just like a small, really hot oven. Uh, and it's almost as good as frying. It's, you know, it's, I give it like an 85 or a 90. It's not, it's not awesome, like deep fat, fat firing, but you don't also have five gallons of boiling oil to deal with. Right. And you don't have to clean up afterwards. So it's a, it's an excellent uh, substitute. It's, it's not quite as fast as frying, but it's faster than boiling, uh, boiling, baking. Uh, so that's what I'll be doing this year. It's what I've done the last uh, couple of years. Sometimes I smoke, sometimes I, uh, fry. Sometimes I do both. I think last year I did one of each. So, uh, but this year it will be the old uh, quasi fried turkey. How about yourself? Well, uh, this year's working out pretty well so far. I, I don't know. I'm sure I complained about this last year. So, if you're a long time listener, you probably remember this. But last year, uh, you know, th- these functions are always at my parents' house, and uh, my whole family has become quite fond of my smoked ham. Uh, my mom always does a turkey, and and that's fine. But uh, now it's it's kind of becoming a tradition that I smoke uh, ham for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. And last year, I uh, I agreed to do it, and that was fine, no problem. Uh, but I kind of you know I I don't smoke. I'm not cool like you, Mark. Like I you know have this uh, what is it? Uh, just cool smoker. I don't know how else to say it. Where well, you don't. I don't either so. anymore. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, not not to make you feel bad, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I use a traditional little, you know, you find it at Lowe's stand up smoker, but it works great. Uh, problem is, is for me to properly smoke a ham takes about oh fifteen hours, at roughly. least, yeah, yeah, fifteen sixteen hours, uh, constantly tending the thing and everything else, right? So uh, last year Thanksgiving, my mom gets the pre authorization. I say sure, I'll do it, then. At like 10 o'clock the night before, she buys a turkey, it goes and buys everything, and then gives it to me to go smoke this turkey or this ham. And I was just, you know, I'm beside myself. So I'm up all night long, right? Because uh, I didn't actually even start the thing until like midnight. So I'm like, I'm going to have to do this all night long and all through the, you know, all through the day. Uh, to have it ready for, you know, we traditionally eat Thanksgiving meal, you know, it's more of like a minner, minner, <laughs> yeah, minner, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of early afternoon. So, uh, so I do it. And then uh, Christmas rolls around or it's coming up on Christmas. I tell my mom, don't do the same thing to me. And what does she do? She does the same exact thing to me. I mean, not even a month later, she's giving me the ham the night before. So uh, I was pretty ticked off, especially that second time. Um, and uh, but this year, nope, we got the uh, we got the ham and all the good stuff today, and uh, I am fully ready. So I'll probably actually do the majority of the cooking uh, Wednesday at decent hours, and not really be too bothered by it. So uh, so yeah, some smoked ham coming. I can't wait. Good stuff, Maynard. That that was a long yes, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. My my wife and I had this discussion a while back uh, about when to have the Thanksgiving meal. Do you have it at lunch or do you have it at dinner? Uh, I came to the realization that I like it at lunch so that you can eat leftovers at dinner. If you eat at dinner, there's nothing left to do but go to bed. If you eat at lunch, you can rest for a while, let the bloating subside, and then go have a turkey sandwich. So that's why we do lunch. Okay. Yeah. 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 I. I mean, just like you said, Mark, I mean, it's an all day eating event at our house because, you know, it's the, it's the relish trays and, and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, deviled eggs and all that kind of stuff early. And then, uh, and then it's the meal. And then after the meal, you know, once you've had a few hours to sit back and watch some football, then it's, you know, you're already tearing into what's left. And, uh, then the next day, like you said, turkey sandwiches. Just, just a quick story from my past. You know, I've I've often referred to my white trash upbringing. Uh, I, I typically I would spend the uh, uh, childhood Thanksgivings with my uh, aunt and uncle up in Oklahoma. The, he was sort of the patriarch of the family after my grandfather died, and uh, so for about six or seven years there, we were we we were there, and it, it became a thing. We'd go up there 
Wednesday and stay through Saturday, you know? Uh, uh-huh. And his, he lived on the side of a mountain there in the Tallahena Mountains in Oklahoma. He'd get up about five or six o'clock in the morning, say to my aunt, how many you need today, honey? And she'd say, oh, we got a bunch of people who probably need about four of them. And he'd walk out on the back of a mountain and shoot four wild turkeys and bring them <laughs> in and pluck them and gut them and she'd cook them. So uh, I grew up on the freshest, literally as fresh as you can get. Wow. Wow. Okay. So now that makes me wonder, was it any better? Like being just completely fresh like that? Uh, no, it's it. No, it wasn't because they're, you know, they were scrawny birds that just ate whatever they could eat. You know, it wasn't the big juicy plump butter ball that was raised and genetically engineered specifically to be on your Thanksgiving table. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> so often, oftentimes the meat was tougher, but yeah, it was very fresh and you know, it was free. Right. It was just the effort involved, and uh, he'd go out there in his overall. He ran over, wore overalls pretty much every day of his life. Uh, we buried him in overalls. Um, the The preacher said that uh, he would appreciate the fact that he was more comfortable than everybody in the room at his funeral. <laughs> well, so uh, so anyway, yes, happy Turkey Day, everybody. So one thing that you won't be enjoying on your uh, Thanksgiving feast this year is Twinkies or or Ding Dongs or uh, or things like that hostess after 82 years the company that brought you some of your favorite snacks uh has officially if not actually closed down david uh uh admitted that uh, that they're gone there there was a uh, the company has been in financial trouble for a while there was a protracted labor dispute the union uh wouldn't um wouldn't agree to take less money and so instead they agreed to take less jobs um doesn't seem like a wise choice but that's what happened yeah you know uh and of course you know we know we're not breaking any news here i mean it's been all over everywhere but uh and i almost didn't put it in the warm-up but i thought gosh how do we not talk about this right yeah I mean, we've got to put our two cents in here between twinkies and mountain dew that's like the geeks uh, food you know, that's, that's, that's what gets you through those long nights of coding. <laughs> well, my, uh, so my brother, uh, who's he, he, my brother's one of those crusaders, right? Like every time something happens politically or whatever, he's got to dig right in and find out everything and, uh, find out who, who is the evil side and who's the good side. And, and I don't think there is a good side in this one. Uh, it's just, it was a poorly run company for a very long time. And uh, they were going to close eventually anyway. Well, and that's, uh, yeah, my brother did the homework and found out that they're like basic baker, you know, who probably actually just pushes a button on a machine, you know, <laughs> to fill up a hundred Twinkie tray or something, uh, was making uh, 40000 a year. So, I mean, I've just, I've got to imagine, you know, that's just that's problematic. I'm sorry. It's not exactly a, a highly skilled position. I don't know. Maybe these people had college degrees. Maybe or maybe they went to uh, some culinary school or something, and you know, warranted making decent money. But uh, it yeah, just seemed- I, I don't want to get into the whole uh, unions are good or unions are evil uh, debate. This isn't the show for it. Um, but you know, it was a situation where. It it didn't seem to be a logical choice to me from the outside. They said you can have your jobs making less money, or we can close and fire eighteen thousand of you, and they chose the latter. Yeah, but fear not, there will be Twinkies. Somebody is going to snap up that brand and ho hos and uh, no, not ho hos. That's Little Debbie. Ding dongs. Somebody will will buy those things up. There will be Twinkies. It's it's ridiculous. I've seen people uh, posting on Facebook, go stock up on Twinkies now. And then somebody else said, I tried to go get Twinkies and there weren't any in the whole county. Stop it, people. You are being stupid. First off, there's probably a six month supply of, of Twinkies that have already been made and are just still in the supply chain. There will be Twinkies for a while. And then somebody else is going to buy the brand and the recipe. There will be Twinkies. Knock it off. How many Twinkies did you have in the last six months anyway that you're worried about going without them for six months during the interim time? Stop it. Yeah, so 
I have to ask because this is what's what people are really wondering about. Mark is, are you a Twinkie or a Ding Dong? I'm a Twinkie. You're a Twinkie. I'm a Ding Dong, which probably doesn't surprise anybody. But yeah, I like I like the, the jokes write themselves, people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, a sad day though in American history, or a sad week. I should. Well, you know, it's it's a little yeah, it is a little melancholy when when the the one of the icons of your childhood goes away you know it's it's right up there with captain kangaroo dying right right captain kangaroo died <laughs> i'm just messing with you <laughs> all right uh i have no segue here into this next one and since i don't know what it is i can't help you so yeah, and scene as aaron yeah. would say yeah here's my segue there insert segue uh okay so i gotta ask i gotta ask your input my phone, which is a good phone, um, I have a Motorola Atrix, uh, supposedly 4G. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know, right? Right, but, but it's a good phone. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not uh, in need of another phone, but uh, it's reached that point, and it does, uh, it seems like, once a year, uh, where it's just so bogged down with all the junk that I've put on it that it's, uh, I'm starting to get some severe performance problems right so i'm but it, it's not so bad like it's still usable i mean it, it, it's it's very usable and i'm struggling with whether to reset it or not because it's funny but these things are becoming more like computers um so i'm running down the list and well if i do a factor reset on it now i'm gonna have to I'm going to have to install this and set this up and customize this and i see myself spending several hours getting my phone back to kind of where I want it to be. So I figured I'd I have throw, an answer for you. I'd lay that at your altar. Oh, mage of all that is technology. Is it rooted? No. Uh, then never I'm, mind. You're screwed. Because <laughs> the tool I use, because I always root my phones, is called uh, Titanium Backup. Uh, it's, uh, there's a free version, but what you don't want the free version, you want the paid version, which I think is four bucks. Um, and the, my, uh, titanium backup every Sunday night at 2am makes a backup of my phone and uploads it to Dropbox of all the apps and all the data. And if I have, if I ever choose to wipe it for whatever reason, or if something fails or I got a new phone, all I do is reinstall titanium backup, point it at the Dropbox and restore. And with one push of a button and about 20 minutes of waiting, everything comes back. Wow. So you can just go back to any week you want. Yes. But it has to be rooted. Uh, yes. I don't think it can do some of the cool stuff unless you're rooted. And generally, rooting involves resetting anyway. Okay. Well, maybe if I'm going through the, the pain of having to redo my phone anyway, maybe I'll just root it at the same time. Yeah. There, if... I'm I'm not a big proponent of ROMing. I know a lot of people like to do that, installing a custom image on your phone. Um, if you want to do that, fine. I don't think you kind of. I'm not one of those guys who says if you have an Android phone, you have to. But rooting, there's kind of no reason not to. Uh, most of the time, it's a a, a simple procedure. Um, if it's a if it's a well known phone, and it gives you extra functionality, like the ability to back things up, but like all that crapware that comes on the phone, you don't want. Right. You can't get rid of that unless you're root. But if you're root, you can go in there and uninstall it. So that's awesome. Because I, I was having that issue. Mine's a, an HTC phone from AT&T. So it's, it's really an AT&T phone that HTC made. So it had crapware from both AT&T and HTC on it. And, you know, it's not a big deal to just ignore an app. But right. every day it was telling me it needed to be updated. And so after a while, that list of things that was annoying me every day was like 15 apps that I'm not going to use ever for any reason. But the, the store kept telling me that it needed to be updated. So I just got rid of them. All right. Well, maybe that's what I'll do. I mean, I've got the week off. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got the time. I have a day off. Right. Yeah. Is that all you get? You, you get Friday too, don't you? I took Friday. It cost me one of my days. But yeah. Uh, Welcome to corporate America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, here, here's uh, here's there it is. Actually, Thursday cost me a day too. 
Even even the holidays cost you a day of PTO, paid time off. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah, Christmas Day is uh, a day of PTO. Wow. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Nice. I'm glad to be me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, definitely one of the things that I uh, miss about working. So there are a lot of things I miss about my old job. Uh, I do, I do uh, you know, 15 years, you got used to something. You got good at it. And now I'm starting over. But, uh, yeah, the, the fact that I had lots of time off, is, is, it was never something I took for granted. Uh, and I used to caution other teachers around me about doing that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it around the holiday season. All right, Mark. So is it, uh, is it, is it getting warmer there, Sean? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of seasons, I, and I threw this in. This is not really a, a tech-related article uh, outside of the fact that it, I read it in Wired. But uh, Remember, we only had a couple of hours to put this together because our original guest couldn't make it. Just right. That's the disclaimer for this show. I needed some filler, so I was looking for filler, and uh, this one hit me, Mark, because I always love to hear you go on and on about global warming. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, yeah, so Wired has a, a an article that talks about the uh, NOAA, or the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. NOAA. Yeah. Uh, I guess just uh, announced that this is the 332nd consecutive month with an above average temperature. So basically, if you are 27 or younger, uh, you don't, you haven't lived during a time that wasn't above average now, now okay all right i have to poke a yeah. hole in that for just a second i was gonna get you so if it's I, been 27 years don't we have a new average that's that's exactly what i thought i was like how far back do we have to look right i mean are we rolling in the last ice age into there i think we are yeah if you include the last ice age then yeah the temperatures are way up yeah, so I, I just, you know, we've we've had this talk many times off air, and I always think it's funny to hear you talk about it because, uh, you know, you treat it, I think, a little bit more as a myth. Um, well, you know, just to be fair, I am not a global warming denier. I do not see that humanity has anything to do with it. So there, there's the difference. Is the Earth warmer today than it was 27 years ago? Sure, we have all sorts of data that proves that. Did anything man did cause it? No, not one dang thing. Let the hate mail come in. Bring it on. <laughs> it was all cow farts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just had to throw that in there because I know you, you love that topic. <laughs> so, here's a, I'm going to do uh, a promo that I wasn't planning on doing, but because you brought me into this. Okay. Uh, I, I am in the near future. I, I'm not committing to win yet. Launching a new show on this network. Ah, uh, uh, yes. That uh, is specifically tailored to me ranting. That's all it is. Nothing more. Uh, and I worked up uh, last week, I think it was, uh, an intro for it, a little music. So I thought I would play that for the uh, audience right now. Yes, I love it. Now I have to vamp because I didn't have that ready. So Sean, fill for 15 seconds. Okay, so I'll talk about, uh, Mark sent this to me sometime last week, middle of last week, and uh, I loved it. It's a little dark. Mark, I guess uh, knowing you as well as I do, the, re the main reason I like it, and some people out there, you may not like it at first, but um, you know, if you haven't already gotten to know enough about Mark by listening to our shows, I think you certainly will by listening to this show, and uh, then you'll know, I mean, that music, Mark, for this intro... Uh, is you yes. it really is you so uh whether you love it or hate it as far as the music goes it's completely appropriate it's loud aggressive obnoxious it's me yeah here we go let's see if this will work
so that's it. I'm calling the show Sound and Fury. A quote from um, the great uh, uh, William Shakespeare play Macbeth. Uh, Life is a, a tale told by, by an idiot, full of sound and fury and signifying nothing. So that's uh, that's what you can expect from a show that exists of specifically me ranting. It will be full of sound and fury and will signify nothing. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to add it. I will definitely add it to my uh, my feed list. And so it'll just be me uh, talking about whatever's on my mind. It'll be religion. It'll be politics. It'll be tech. It'll be education. It'll be whatever. Uh, women? Uh, women, sure. I don't know anything about women. That'll be a very short episode. Oh, oh uh, please. <laughs> The guy, the married guy with three daughters. Well, that's true. Yeah. So it'll be, um, um, it may be 10 minutes every other week. It may be an hour and a half every day. I don't know. It's just going to be when I have something to say, when I feel like sitting in front of this mic, I'm going to put it out. So I don't know when it's going to start. Probably it won't be until after the new year. Uh, I'm going to try to bank a few episodes uh, and, and, and make that happen. So it'll be, you know, just whatever. Uh, I used to blog uh, pretty regularly. I've gotten out of that now. Podcasting sort of took that over. So this is going to be, you know, so many times we'll do something and I'll say, well, I'm not going to get into my thoughts on that. This isn't the place for it. Well, by golly, I needed a place for it. So uh, here we go. (laughs) I I think it's going to be fun, if nothing else. I agree. I look forward to it. And Uh, speaking of looking forward to something or looking for something, how was that? That was, that wasn't, yeah. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm in the market for a tablet and I think that a lot of people will, but you know, a few years ago, maybe, maybe five years ago, four years ago, uh, was like the year of the big screen TV. The, uh, the, the digital change was looming, uh, uh, LCD and plasma sets were getting to be cheap. Uh, and it was the year of the LCD where everything, uh, everybody got one who was looking for one. I think this year is going to be the year of the tablet. Uh, you know, the iPad's been around for a while. There have been other uh, tablets around for a while. There have even been cheap knockoff tablets for a while. But this is the year where everything's sort of coming together, uh, where it's becoming a consumer-friendly gadget uh, for right around the holidays. And my, I'm looking for two, well, one that I want to buy two of, uh, for my two oldest daughters. I'm looking for something that's in the sub-$100 range because it's a toy iPad lovers, I don't care what you say, they're still toys, uh, and uh, it's for children, so I don't want something that is going to be very expensive. So I've been looking around, um, and I, I found lots of options. There's tons of stuff out there. If you buy direct from China, you can get them for like 60 bucks or less even. Uh, you can get things for you know um, anywhere from the uh, ne- Google Nexus, which is $199 uh, down, just depending on what you want. So I think I've uh, decided on one. That the trouble is it's it's not available anywhere in my area. I'm going to have to order it online and you know hope for the best. Uh, but that's that's my plan. So if anybody out there, um, and you have to act quickly because you know this show won't come out for a few more days, and then uh, there's not a whole lot of time left to get something ordered. If there's a a, a sub one hundred dollar Android tablet that you just love and that you know my kids would love um let me know and and i'll I'll certainly bring back to the show let you know uh what i got and and what what uh what the end result is but my plan is to uh to have it ready to go fired up christmas morning with uh you know fully charged with some of the kids movies and, and music already on them so that they're ready to go and um they're already familiar with android from from my wife's and my phone they're they're familiar that we have an iPad, so they're they're comfortable with that environment. Uh, so uh, I think it'll be uh, a a good gift that we finally gotten to the point where it's affordable. So I'm looking for a tablet, and um, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, is there? I hadn't seen anything. I know it's been a while since I really looked, but I mean, are there decent sub one hundred dollar Android tablets out there, Mark? Uh, well, the the by the specs. They certainly look uh, reputable, but that's that's all I could say. And you know, most of them have four reviews, and three of them are one star, and and one of them is five star. You know, or the other way around. You know, three of them is are five star, and one of them is one star. So there's, it's really going to be a crapshoot. 
And I put out on the social networks on Twitter and Facebook and Google Plus. Can somebody recommend something? And what I got several people did was send me links to stuff online. Well, I can Google search. I'm looking for recommendations. I'm looking for somebody who has one. And, and right. I think maybe they're just not a lot right now. But, but after this Christmas season, I think they're going to be a lot. And no, Jim Beeson, my kids, don't listen to the, this podcast. And, and it's okay. I wasn't going to say that was from Santa anyway. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, um, rain down the recommendations. Yes. And one other thing, speaking of recommendations, uh, I, was, I was on iTunes today just checking up on our shows, as I do very rarely, every few months. Uh, and I saw that the Taiwad Tech show, I think, had seven reviews. Come on, people. We can do better than that. Seven? There are, there are hundreds. There are uh, you know, over a thousand people who every week download this show. Seven of you went to iTunes? You disappoint me. <laughs> So now that you're done spanking our listeners. <laughs> no, but you, you might be wondering why. Seriously, um, the the top rated uh, shows on iTunes, like, for example, uh, not this show, but Everyday Linux, comes in at number 12, just misses the top 10 in the Linux category. Um, and it's only got like 14 reviews. It doesn't take much because not a lot of people do it. It doesn't take much to get way up at the top of the rankings. Some of the top tech shows out there have 100 rankings, 100 ratings. So, you know, if you guys would go out there and do that for me, I would appreciate it. It would get us up there on the top of the list, and other people would know about it. And that's the whole thing. It's proselytizing. It's trying to get other people uh, aware of the product and and uh, uh, members of the community. And so a really simple thing you can do is is fire up that beast of a machine we call um, iTunes Go over, give us a rating, and a review is even better. You know, give us a four or five star rating, write a, a one sentence review, and uh, those things really uh, carry a lot of weight in iTunes land. Absolutely. Well, it's like having a big billboard. Once you crack that top 10, then, I mean, you show up, right? I mean, you're on the first page, so to speak. It's like a Google search. Right. It's funny. Jim B's in the chat room says, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't write a review. I'll quit listening. No, no, that's, that's the <laughs> other way. That's the wrong way to go. Don't quit listening. Start reviewing. There we go. Uh, so anyway, that was just something I threw in there last minute that I, I wanted to encourage you all to do. If you listen to multiple shows on our network, rate them all, please. And speaking of Apple, <laughs> my number one, uh, my number one little item here, uh, I had to throw out there, uh, Apple which this is probably not uh, a, a news flash to anybody that listens to this show, but uh, they got 38 new patents awarded to them this last week. One of them being the digital page turn. <sighs> yes. uh, so I think maybe my first episode of sound and fury is going to be about stupid software patents. Good grief. I would love to hear you chime in. I know it just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than it's just, it's absolutely frustrating. Uh, other Apple patents, not necessarily awarded in this past week, but they have, they've patented the musical note the, that's their little iTunes icon, the, just the musical note. Yeah. And, and, and just, just to be clear, I'm not even mad at Apple. They're playing within the rules. I'm mad at the U.S. Patent Office for awarding this stupid patent, the page turn. Right. Well, and, you know, it, yeah, and the glass staircase, you know, they, they have that glass staircase in their, uh, their stores, right? Uh, they have a patent on that, on the, on the glass staircase. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. But the big thing that kills me is there, it, it has a very real impact on all of us. Uh, you know, I was reading that they get 6 to $8 now per HTC Android phone. Uh, and that was awarded to them in a lawsuit over their patents. Um, same thing. They got $1 billion, billion, uh, restitution from Samsung for, you know, same type of thing. So for the bouncing scroll list. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You get to the end and it kind of bounces to let you know that you're at the end. I mean, yeah. A billion dollars for that. That's, 
I mean, we're doing we're doing the wrong thing, Mark. <laughs> in, 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 you know. <clears throat> so anyway, I had to throw that out there because it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know what what do you think? You know, it just seems odd to me. I mean, isn't it like a I don't know a weird dichotomy or something where you have a company that's supposed to be such an innovator that works to kill innovation i don't 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 get me started on apple and innovation apple has not innovated in <laughs> in two generations i don't mean generations of hardware i mean generations of humans they right. they are not an innovative company they are a perfection company they take something that somebody else has done and they perfect it and i give them credit for that they do that very well they do not innovate agreed so anyway yeah, there's there's our little rant to to top things off there. Mark, I don't know if you had heard about this next item, but I thought you would be interested. You you're kind of a uh, I don't want to say you're a comic book guy, that's, <laughs> but not as much as Aaron is. Right, but you're a Stan Lee fan, right? I am. All right, so uh, Stan Lee has uh, I don't I don't know if saying partnered with Apple uh, works right, but there is a new Stan Lee iOS game out there. Um, uh, it's called Verticus and, uh, this, uh, I haven't played it. It's a dollar 99 to, to purchase the app. Uh, but it starts off with a narrative from Stan Lee and it's, you're the superhero type character that's sort of falling down and you have to, uh, you know, manipulate him so he doesn't hit things as he's falling sort of through the cityscape. Uh, I guess supposedly toward the center of the earth where there's a fuse that's going to blow up the earth. So your whole, uh, your whole mission is to save the world, right? Uh, well, of course it's Stan Lee. Right, right. Uh, and you know, dollar 99, I guess if you're a Stan Lee fan, uh, you know, two bucks isn't bad, I guess. Uh, I read some, uh, several reviews on the game and people seem to think that it was, you know, somewhat entertaining and it was cool to have Stan Lee on there, uh, doing some narratives and things, but, uh, it, it's rife with in-app purchases too. <laughs> of course. So yeah, anywhere from uh, like four ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine. uh, <sighs> Can I rant now about in-app purchases? Oh, please, please do, because we've both been bitten by this one. Right. Yeah. One, I mean, if I pay $2 for an app or a game, hey, I understand there's a team full of developers. Some of these games are really uh, well done, and there's a team full of developers making the game and everything. And hey, I'm totally cool with paying $2. I think I've paid uh, up to $5 for for a game that was, uh, you know, a good one. Um, but if I'm, if you're gonna charge me, I mean, charge me up front. Just charge me. Sit, tell me how much it is, and and let me buy it, and let's be done with it. Uh, so yeah, I, all this in. I mean, if I pay two dollars for something, I don't want to then have to like get part of the functionality or part of the fun, right? Yeah. I need to pony up another twenty dollars to have real fun. Uh, so yeah, and that's then, what I, she said. <laughs> only twenty dollars. She's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and of course yeah then you go into you know you go into in-app purchases and um if you don't know any better or like myself and mark you learn the hard way that you have oh. rental controls to be able to do any of that kind of stuff because your kids will find out a way to uh, buy every in-app purchase possible and the and they're intentionally misleading in the game you don't know that you're paying real money for stuff and Apple and Android both have made it so smooth, you don't get warned. Nothing happens. Just you might get an email with a receipt. Thank you for spending $150 in Tapfish. We appreciate you very much. Right. Yeah, because in the game, it's like, you've reached the end of level 12. Would you like level 13? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, your, or your muffins will be ready in 15 minutes. If you'd like them to be faster, click here. That's right. all there is to it. <laughs> Hey, speaking of old guys who used to be famous and their apps, are you familiar with Chateauetry? I have never heard of that in my life. William Shatner, the captain, your friend and ours, has released a new app on, uh, on the iOS. I, I believe it's coming to Android in the near future called Chateauetry. Uh, the great captain has recorded a library of just him speaking words. 
that's all it is. And yeah. in his own inimitable, uh, actually often imitated, uh, uh, Shatner style. And then you make poems that Shatner reads in his voice using the words. And he's having a contest on his website for the best Shatism. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You know, that totally works, too, because of the way he speaks. Right. You know, he sort of stops after every word. You know, I mean, he, he talks like that, you know? So uh, that, that seems like it would work. Yeah, so... <laughs> If you wanna, if you wanna take a shot, uh, there's your opportunity. Shatoetry. Um, <laughs> Do you really say that? If you want to take a shot, <laughs> I, I've been sitting on that one all day. Ah, oh, ooh. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> William Shatner's. Uh, see if you can produce the best shatism, and uh, you will win an award from the great uh, Shatner himself. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I, I have no segue for this next one, so I'm just going to jump right in. Segways are hard. You, they, you know, I, I'm the one who has to do this, and it's hard. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I don't know, Mark, if you've heard of this company. I hadn't heard about it before this week. Uh, Republic Wireless. Does that sound familiar to you at all? No. Okay, so Republic Wireless, it's a, a U.S.-based company out of North Carolina. Uh, basically, what they have uh, promised to bring to the world is cheap, affordable, uh, unlimited, uh, uh, I don't know if I should say cell network, but cell phones. Talk, text, uh, and data. Right. So uh, for $19 a month, you get unlimited talk, text, and data. Uh, it's carried over the Sprint and Nextel network, but you don't have to be a Sprint or you know customer. Um, it's, that's just the network that it actually utilizes. Um, and this company has actually had this program in a beta since, uh, since this summer where they were uh, opening it up, sort of rolling it out slowly, testing things out and whatnot. Uh, but the beta, uh, the people had to pay for it. So uh, basically the way this system works is, uh, and what is currently available available now, I guess the real news story about this is that it's not in beta anymore. Anybody can go to this company's site and sign up. Uh, what you are hit with up front is a $249 fee plus $10 startup fee. Uh, $249 is for the phone. Uh, right now, they currently only offer one phone, the Motorola Defy XT. It's a dual-band phone. And uh, this phone, I went and did a little research on it, and it's an Android phone. Uh, not quite sure. I didn't, couldn't find anything on Republic Wireless's website uh, to indicate what version of Android they're using. But uh, the reviews were kind of mixed. Uh, for a low-end phone, it's okay, but it is a low-end phone, and it's uh, likewise kind of low-powered. So if you're a power user, uh, you may be a little disappointed. But you know, if you're looking for a, a you know, nineteen dollars a month, I mean, that that's pretty darn good. I mean, uh, they do. Uh, I guess during the beta, they had some different level phones. They don't right now, but they're promising that they will. So uh, in the future, you may be able to go with a higher end phone or whatever. Um, and the uh, the CEO even talked about uh, possibly if you had a rooted phone that maybe they'll be able to in the future bring rooted phones onto their network. Uh, but the whole idea behind Republic Wireless is that you know, most of us are now, nowadays, we're usually in a, in Wi-Fi coverage, right? We're somewhere, we're at the office, we're at home, we have Wi-Fi. So uh, these phones are designed to hit Wi-Fi first. Uh, so, uh, you know, basically the company is looking at it and saying, well, if 80% of the time you're on Wi-Fi, then you're not using the cell network. Um, Republic Wireless started as a uh, a wireless reseller, so they would buy up additional uh i guess bandwidth um and then resell it so they're already very familiar with this this side of the business and uh so they think that basically they can get people by because they're just not going to be hitting the actual network that often uh it's an interesting idea uh i saw all kinds of uh 
you know, people speaking for and against it as far as whether it's a, a profitable business model. Uh, but this Republic Wireless, as far as being a, uh, a wireless reseller, is a very profitable company. So uh, it's not really, at least at this point, a fly-by-night company. I mean, it's a company that's been doing this for a while and is profitable. Um, phones are, I mean, you can go out and pay for one right now. Uh, they are slated to ship in mid-December. Uh, uh, but yeah, you can go out and pre-order one now. Uh, they say, I don't know why I put, I put a dollar sign there in the uh, show notes. It's not a $30 day money back guarantee. It's a 30 day money back guarantee. Uh, and, uh, I guess that's about it. You know, I did look for this phone and I found it running from 79 to $99, uh, online. Although that was with us cellular. So I'm guessing maybe there's, uh, some sort of contract thing going on there. Yeah, so, so I think probably part of the uh, strategy there is to keep you in an underpowered phone so that you're not uh, as inclined to suck down data. You know, if it's a phone that is only useful for apps here and there and, and basic web browsing, that's all you're going to do. That's going to keep the uh, data down. So I don't think they want you to have a high-powered phone. That's, I'm just making that up, but it sounds it's the business decision I would make. Right, right, because they they were in beta testing out more uh, more powerful phones, uh, so I do think it's an interesting decision to just go ahead and roll out the one. Uh, so I mean that kind of lends some some credence to uh, to your point there. Uh, but I I mean I think it's a great idea. It seems like something that you know. It's kind of an idea that time has come, right? right. I mean, we are uh, most, I don't know if most is a good word to use, but a lot of cell phone users uh, spend a great portion of their day in Wi-Fi coverage. I know I certainly do. About the only time I'm not covered by Wi-Fi is when I'm driving. Yep. Now, I, so, I, um, I lost what I was going to say. Oh, uh, where I work now, the um, Wi-Fi... Uh, there is a public Wi-Fi, uh, and it's heavily limited. So there are people like myself who uh, work in corporate entities with very uh, uh, lockdown network works. Uh, when I moved out here to Atlanta, my data usage went way up because I wasn't in Wi-Fi all the time. Right, right. Well, and that's you know, I guess the the thing to say is you know this is probably at this point not for everybody, but. Uh, you know, if you're looking for something cheap and, yeah. uh, you know, especially I can think like a lot of people's mothers and grandmothers who want a cell phone and want some of that basic functionality, right? Maybe they want to check their email or their Facebook or do some basic web based, uh, stuff. Uh, they don't need that $70, hundred dollar, uh, cell plan. Uh, they can probably go for this and it'd probably work just fine for them. I I'm uh, I'm with AT&T. I have two smartphones on my account. Uh, mine and my wife's. Uh, we have unlimited texting uh, because she's a text maniac, and AT and T charges roughly eight hundred dollars per text uh, <laughs> if you go over your limit. Um, and we have, I think, I have the three gig data plan, and she has the two gig. I think that's the way it is. And between the two of us, I just paid the bill today, one hundred ninety seven dollars every month. Wow! Uh, so. You know, I can imagine a family of five, like I'm going to be in the in the near future when my kids get old enough to have all uh, smartphones too, you know, something like 20 bucks a month, even if I'm paying, if I'm shucking out 250 bucks for the phone up front, that is one month and I'm done. You know, I have, right. I have made my money back. So, uh, it, yeah, it's definitely uh, something that I'm hoping is going to happen. It's, there are a few last um, legal extortions in our country, plumbers, uh, car mechanics, and cell phone providers uh, are legal extortion. The The rates they charge for text messaging and data is insane. You know, my, my cable company gives me uh, so much, you know, bandwidth for 80 bucks a month or whatever it is. If I got that much bandwidth out of my cell phone company, it would cost thousands of dollars a month at, at the rates they charge. It's ridiculous. Uh, but they can get away with it because we pay it. Right. I, I want to add one to that list, though, Mark, uh, the medical industry. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> it's it's more the medical insurance industry than anyone else. Right. Right. All right. I you know what, Mark, this next item I saw uh as I perused the internet and uh I thought about throwing it in there, but uh quite honestly just didn't have time to get to it. So uh I'm hoping you can enlighten me because I didn't even know this device existed until today. Nintendo's latest uh game, the Wii U. Uh, they've been uh, touting it for a while now, uh, the last couple of years. They've been uh, showing up at trade shows and things. Uh, and it is uh, uh, a springboard off of the Wii, which is getting pretty long in the tooth now. Um, and it's a device that it has uh, all of the Wii-like functionality uh, plus sort of like PS3 functionality. It's a small portable device, or PSP, portable device, uh, so you can, like start something on your screen and flip it up to the TV, or you can have a movie playing on your screen uh, on your TV. Somebody comes in and wants to use the TV. You can literally drag that movie to your handheld device and start watching it without missing anything. Uh, these are all the things that they say it does. Uh, it's just released uh, uh, in the last few days, uh, gearing up for the Christmas shopping season. Um, and of course, Nintendo has this down. They've done this for a long time. They have strategically not made enough, citing supply chain problems. You know, yeah. Nintendo is either the stupidest company ever or they're doing it on purpose because how many products have they released over the years? You know, the, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the, the Game Boy, every time they've released a product, they've had, quote, supply chain problems. So they're either a bunch of idiots or they're doing this on purpose. Um, and they want to run up uh, demand. Their pre-orders are already sold out, and then they're saying that they're probably uh, not going to be enough to make the Christmas season uh, uh, demand. So run out and get yours right now. Uh, is the is the message? Uh, but uh, the the people who ha who do have them say that's a bit of a non-starter in a few ways. Um, the biggest one is you get it home. You plug it in, you turn it on, and it downloads uh, a two gig firmware update. Some of the oh. reports, some reports are say five gig, but I'm being conservative. Some of the reports say one to two, some have said five. So before you do anything, you turn it on and it downloads two gigs of firmware update. Hello, um, and unless you just have the most screaming download speed on the planet. Unless you're on in Topeka or in uh, uh, Kansas City and have Google Fiber, um, that's going to take a while. And there's a big warning that comes up and says, "Do not turn it off." And uh, there's been some reports of people with bricked MiUs because they lost power uh, during their uh, two gig immediate upload uh, or up update. So uh, that that's uh, that's <laughs> if you're planning to buy one of these for Christmas. Uh, turn it on a couple of days before because you don't want little Jimmy giving up, getting up first thing Christmas morning and jumping up and down and plugging it in and turning it on and saying, please wait four to seven hours while we download the latest firmware. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I'd like to see one, though. I, I'm going to have to go watch a video about it or something because I literally had not even heard anything about this. Yeah, the promise is that it's going to be what the Apple TV and the Google TV promised to be. It's going to be all your television and all your movies and all your gaming all in one place. That's the promise of it. Okay. And uh, the price point, I think, is uh, 239 uh, for the 8-gig model and maybe 329 for the 32-gig model, something like that. Google it. You, right. Uh, I, I just trying to remember off the top of my head. So it's not a cheap product. It's not the you know the the Wii, the original Wii, which was I think one ninety nine when it came out. Uh, so it's it's a, a more expensive device. Uh, but you know if it does all they say it's going to do, it's going to be a pretty awesome little device. Uh, presuming you have screaming bandwidth. Yeah. Cool. Mark. Sean. I actually have a tip of the week this week. Excellent. What is it? <laughs> I don't think we've said those words in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, so I came across this, uh, and I'm just going to say huge pick, I guess. I'm saying that right. Uh, it's certainly spelled that way. It's either that or hug epic. Yeah. It, that's what I, or I was like, huge epic? No, 
huge pick. Yeah. H U G E P I C. You could probably Google that and find it. Uh, but, uh, what huge pick does is, uh, it's, it's a web app that embeds large pictures on your website. And basically you can navigate a very large picture, kind of like you do Google maps. So you know how it just downloads like chunks of it as you scroll around or zoom in and out. Uh, uh, I know uh, Microsoft had a technology uh, that was called Deep Field Compose or Deep Zoom Composer uh, that did a similar thing. But uh, and there are other things out there right now that sort of give you that functionality, but they're all flash based. So this is not flash based. It doesn't uh, require a browser plugin or anything. Um, but I didn't see any mention of it. Also. Uh, being anything like HTML5, it's just it's a web app. Uh, what uh, the developer has done is actually set it up so that it can be hosted. So you can actually upload your pick and have this uh, hosted on uh, on a server somewhere. Uh, I, I guess it's uh, that is probably something you may not want to rely on. Um, uh, because who knows what the performance is or whatever. I guess it's a, it's a server that the, the developer has set up. Uh, but you can also set up your own huge pick server. So for you really geeky ones out there, I thought this was kind of a cool thing. Uh, the code is on GitHub, uh, and it uses a Tornado server. Mark, do you have any idea? When I'm reading this stuff off, I don't have any idea other than I've heard of the databases. But yeah, I got nothing. I, me either. It, you, so if you know what it is, uh, it uses a tornado server and two database engines, MongoDB and Redis. Redis? Am I saying that right, Mark? Redis? I know MongoDB. I don't know that one. Yeah, I didn't know that one either. So hopefully I'm saying that right. It's R-E-D-I-S. Uh, but that's what it requires to, to uh, set up. So... You know, if that if those are terms or words that you know, Tornado and MongoDB and Redis. Oh, that's uh, going to be Redis for like redistribute. Redis. Ah, that's right. Yeah, Redis. Okay. Uh, you can check it out. I've got uh, a couple of links in the show notes. Uh, one is to the Huge Pick site, which is the one where you can go and down or upload your photos and play around with it. Uh, the other one is the developer's blog, uh, where, where he talks uh, a little bit more. It goes into technical de detail. Uh, reading over that uh, probably help if you have a little bit of experience with Python as well. Um, but uh, the, the code is out there on GitHub. So if you're familiar with GitHub, you can go to GitHub and search HugePick and uh, find out all about it. Which will be a refreshing change from the way most people post huge pictures, which is just throw them up there and use the HTML resize so that you download a 7 meg uh, image that right. is the, displayed the size of a thumbnail. Right. Right. Yeah. And you're only requiring, you know, if you're, you know, whoever hits your site, you're only requiring them to download the portion of the picture that they're interested in, presumably. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's fun to play around with. If you go uh, if you go to the actual huge pick site, there's uh, plenty of them posted up there and you can play around with it. Uh, but I think, you know, you, you kind of get the idea. If you've ever used a Google map, you know, you know, as you pan around or zoom in and out. Um, it'll load up just the portions of, of that that you need. So uh, seemed to make a heck of a lot of sense to me, and uh, I thought it was a pretty cool thing, so I wanted to point it out to you. Huge pick. Thankfully, Facebook has replaced this for the most part. But, Sean, how many uh, PowerPoint files did you receive an email 10 years ago with ginormous pictures on every slide and maybe a Bible verse or some pithy saying? This uh, 76 meg uh, M, uh, MP th or, uh, PowerPoint file that you neither wanted uh, nor needed, but was clogging up your inbox because you couldn't get rid of it until you downloaded it. Oh, yeah. Or even worse. I mean, I, and I'm sure, you know, all the techs out there know they've been hit with this one, right? It, people love to do this either in Word or uh, PowerPoint's a big one where, like in PowerPoint, they'll embed a video. Well, yeah. I can't can't get this to email to anybody and you're looking at it and you're like holy geez, that's you know that's a freaking 800 meg file what, what do you have in there and then you look and they've got like a 10 minute video uh in there somewhere and you're like little yeah. jimmy playing softball right so uh, yeah gotta love that gotta love that yeah and, so and then they look at you like why can't i do that <laughs> for all the evils of facebook it has kept those things out of my inbox. So go Facebook. 
<laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. All right. Well, thanks, Sean, for putting together this show at the very last second. And yes. uh, I got to say, it was an okay show. <laughs> well, I got to say it was a great show. <laughs> you I, have to. You're contractually obligated to. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, shall we uh, s- Shall we run down the many ways that people can get in touch with us, Mark? Elementopi.com. That's pretty much it iTunes, go there, rate us. Yes. Write a glowing review or we won't talk to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take my podcast and go home. (laughs) Ah, Mark, as always, it was lots and lots of fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. And for now, this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off.